Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Tim Burns Show. I'm your host, Tim Burns, the common man with common sense and an uncommon desire to know the truth. Well, we're going to get to, we're going to wrap up some of the stuff I did not get to yesterday regarding the Democratic debate. But there was other, well, to be honest, you know what's going on? And the hits just keep on coming. And they do regarding Hillary Clinton and this whole Democrat nominee process, including what happened, some of the extracurricular information available regarding who sets the tone for what. Because a breaking headline uh, talks about, and let me kick it up here, uh, Donald Trump campaign raises the specter of boycotting the next debate. Several campaigns are unhappy with the criteria that has been set by CNBC. And this initial criteria was no opening statements and no closing statements. And the analysis was, what I heard, was the lower tier candidates need those introductions. Let American people, well, there's been a couple of debates so far. And I think we have a pretty good idea, no matter how much polling numbers a particular candidate is getting, we have a pretty good idea of where they're coming from. This also brings up the fact of that these networks do set the criteria. CNBC obviously is trying to do just that. And yet CNN, the criteria, oh, it was, there was no criteria set by CNN well what what did you not get as one of the writers put it uh, uh, this was from my notes yesterday she won Hillary Clinton won the debate first because she bettered expectations her expectations were so low she had no choice but to look pretty good all she had to do was be prepared with some answers and she would have been fine but she won because the first Democratic presidential debate focused on liberal policies and not on her email scandal or her character. And so we're going to bring up a couple more items regarding, well, her character and the decisiveness of who she is and what the decisions that she makes. Because we have enough. Boy, talk about the evolution. The evolution of going around in circles is what really it is. And so we've got a couple of headlines that came out before I get back to the the commentaries that were made by some of these Bernie Sanders supporters who are up in arms. And as I said yesterday, the question becomes, is the Hillary campaign going to irritate Bernie Sanders people so badly? Remember that headline I gave you? Remember that poll 
the commentary regarding that the socialists who are supporting Bernie Sanders don't think he's socialist enough. And they've determined Hillary's an insider. In fact, there was a headline about uh, she'll be the a particular banker said that she is going to be the Wall Street president. Well, the bottom line is, is will she get, as I put it, the plug your nose voters? We experience, or the Republicans experienced that in 2012. Four million less votes than McCain got, Romney got. How will that transition into those people supporting Bernie who will say, are you kidding me? I am not going to plug my nose and vote for that. There is absolutely no way. So uh, that is the other headline that goes alongside the fact that what CNN basically wanted to present, as I termed it, they want a war between CNN did. They've done two debates. The first one was a noticeable, let's pit one candidate against another. And they're using the excuse that, well, there's so many candidates out there, 11 versus 5 in the Democrat Party, that it made it easy to, to do that contrast. We saw one candidate in the Democratic, Democratic debate ask a question of Hillary, and what was her answer? No. And it was just move on. Why? Because it would have fit into the character and scandal category. And that is not what I guess Hillary must have known what everything was about. In fact, here we have another headline coming out. Democratic National Committee woman. Now, I, I made mention second in command at the DNC is this Tulsi Gabbard. Very thoughtful ex-veteran, a veteran of, uh, of the Iraqi war, and she was told when she made her comment that there should be more debate, she was told, you know, if you could, don't show up at the Democratic debate. We don't want anybody with disagreement. We certainly don't want you to be interviewed as the debate is going on. And Tulsi Gabbard's first initial, her initial comment was, you got to be kidding me. I can't even have free speech in the Democrat in this whole political and election process. We got a couple more new Huma email. This is, this is Wiener's wife. That's Anthony Wiener. And she is one of two right-hand people of Hillary Clinton, new Huma email address. I mean, the hits do keep on coming regarding this. They, the, the more they dig, the deeper it gets the more information is exposed. If Hillary, as she said, was so transparent, I've been more than transparent. You know, if Hillary was smart, she would have got all this out in the beginning if there's no there there. She didn't get it out in the beginning because there is a there there. New Huma email address discovered ahead of Benghazi committee appearance. So this just keeps reaching deeper and deeper into the... This is my server, this is my business and my husband's business, and I don't care if I'm serving as Secretary of State, this is none of your business, the Nunya factor, Nunya, Nunya business. And so the relationships and the interrelationship of putting together political influence, 
Hillary's position of power to allocate funds out of the State Department. She can allocate funds in third world countries for projects. And who's waiting there in the wings? Bill Clinton to put the whole thing together. All Hillary has to do and her team, her right-hand people, is find the ones and, of course, the hack, Sidney Blumenthal, who was ready to open the doors wide open to all sorts of business relationships to rebuild Libya. It's all about introducing all of these people who are going to pay Clinton to have Bill Clinton to have a speech. Then they're going to donate to the foundation. And then they're going to get the time of the day when it comes to, hmm, where should we find some funds out of the State Department in order to rebuild the whole world? And let's see. Uh, okay, this uh, <laughs> Democrat National Committee woman. Now, this isn't Tulsi Gabbard, and this isn't the DNC chair, Wasserman Schultz. DNC committee woman says her party is, quote, clearing a path for Hillary because the women in charge want it that way. So we, if they had their way, if the DNC had their way, there would be not just a limited amount of debates. There would be absolutely no debates because they'd only want one candidate at this point. All right, so we've got uh, a couple of headlines here. Local newspaper, harder on Hillary than Anderson Cooper. This was a Channel 9 guy talking about the pot issue. And to be honest, I, I didn't watch enough of it to see how hard he was on her. Uh, Republicans will not let her off so easy when it comes to, well, the campaign, the moving forward factor, fuming Sanders supporters, Bernie Sanders supporters. Why is CNN deleting our comments? I'm going to get to some of these comments right after the bait, but this came out after these, these comments. Some users and messages appear to be specifically targeted. Now, do you think if CNN is doing this, cutting off free expression, freedom of speech on a website? I mean, good grief. Why? Because they don't want people thinking about anything else except Hillary. CNN has a focus. We saw the war between the CNN debate when it was the Republicans. It was all about creating the angst, creating the controversy, creating the back and forth between the candidates. And it had nothing whatsoever in the CNN version of the Democrat debate to have that happen at all. It was all about presenting this, quote, civilized party in front of us. So you have one debate where it's they're at war and the other one where they're at peace. And that imagery that they wanted to create. Now, if this idea that CNN wanted to make sure the right imagery was going out from their commentary page. As the debate is going on, some users and messages appear to be specifically targeted, especially those accusing CNN of having conflicts of interest that make it naturally inclined to back Hillary. These are Bernie Sanders people who saw it. And what was that big moment? And the cheer that went out of the press room when Bernie said enough of the emails? Was it, were they cheering because Bernie was saying that? No, they were cheering because they want the email thing to be over. They want it to disappear. Remember, it's all about the past when it comes to Republicans or conservatives. It's all about finding something way back in the past 
to paint an image of who they are. When it comes to Democrats, it's all about forgetting the past. It's all about moving on. It's all about progress forward. It's all about taking the next line and saying that's the only fact that needs to be understood. All the other, all the other information that should be part of a puzzle put together. Ah, forget about that. We've got a new piece of the puzzle. The rest of the puzzle doesn't matter anymore. And this is what you need to believe. Remember, the deadhead media love their power to persuade. And they realized when they thought they were going to lose it in the 90s, they started testing the landscape more and more with being blatant in prevarication. Prevarication press. And once the George Bush took office and they realized they could spew this stuff over and over, flat out lies, and they got away with it. Well, what they realized, well, they didn't realize it, but what I realized is that they figured out how lack of paying attention the American people are, how ignorant the American people are regarding our, how much we lack knowledge regarding our founding documents. And as I mentioned yesterday, the direction with the education system and the product that they're putting out right now, if you've got most of these youth who think Bernie Sanders is not socialist enough, and these are the leaders of the future in this country, my goodness, I don't know how long this can go on before the path of not leading the world becomes just a dead end. All right, so in particular regarding these, uh, the CNN influence on the website page, <clears throat> in particular, they're citing last night's initial Facebook poll. Remember, Hillary won the debate, right? Everybody says Hillary won the debate. But when it came to the actual polls that were going on, none of those polls reflected Hillary winning the debate. Now, you might say that there was more enthusiasm and more willingness by Bernie Sanders supporters to go online and, and put, fill out these polls. But in particular, they're citing last night's Facebook poll data showing Bernie had won the debate handily. They are claiming the network is now burying that information in today's coverage, which they did. And I remember the, the screen grab that they showed on this particular article, 75% said Bernie Sanders won the debate. And they, all of these things fit together, don't they? The inevitability factor, who the deadheads want. They want Hillary. And specifically those, you know, those two networks, well, all three of the big boys, but the two individual cable networks, CNN and MSNBC, if you don't think they want Hillary to be president, well, then it's time to open up the internet and start doing some homework. But if you don't have the time or the desire to do the homework, you can just tune into the Tim Burns Show or go to timburnshow.com. How did Hillary look at, well, this goes down to the evolution of Hillary once again. I've got a soundbite on this. <laughs> this will describe how decisive Hillary really is. What kind of a president Hillary would make with her prowess at, at being confident in the decisions she makes. 
How did Hillary look at secret text of Obama trade? This is the TPP deal. I did say when I was Secretary of State three years ago that I hoped it would be the gold standard. It was just finally negotiated last week, and in looking at it, it did not meet the standards. Well, Hillary wasn't in the House or the Senate. Somebody brought up the fact that, well, how can she look at the deal? How was she privileged to look at the deal? She wasn't Secretary of State anymore. Oh, is this three years ago she looked at the initial deal? And remember, she was in agreement with this for what? 20, 30, 40 times. She said total agreement until she got to the debate. And then she wasn't. Well, we've got another revolution, and we'll be right back with that soundbite on the Tim Burns Show here on 810 KLVZ. Tim Burns for Nominal Exhibit Services. You know, big business is done at these conventions, and if you are already participating in your industry's convention and somehow it just isn't working right, maybe your venue has moved from one city to the next and labor is a complete hassle. You know what it takes to have smooth logistics. I encourage you to give Nominal Exhibit Services a call at 303-901-9090. One phone call does it all. They manage the entire process. So again, take the hassles out. Call Nominal, 303 303- 303 Hey, John, what's up? Hey, Dave. I'm going to get Sue something from this really cool jewelry website. What's the special occasion? There isn't one, but I was talking to Hank, and he said he went to JT Jewelry and got Jill something. And funny story, he was watching a movie and heard the line, the key to a woman's heart is an unexpected gift at an unexpected time. He goes to JT Jewelry and not only got her a pair of earrings, he got her a pendant too. He gives her the earrings and she loved them. A few minutes later, he gives her the pendant and tells her, let's go to the jewelry store and get fitted into a necklace that's just the way you want it. He got her two pieces of jewelry? Yeah, he said the prices were so good he couldn't resist, but the story gets better. They went to a company outing and the boss's wife saw the pendant and just loved it. Jill was a hit of the party. That must have made him feel good. Good? Hank said the night might have been even better than his wedding night. (laughs) (laughs) What's that website again? JT-Jewelry.com All right, welcome back here to the Tim Burns Show. All right, we're going to do the TPP evolution of Hillary Clinton. That is the uh, uh, trade deal that's going on that she said in the debate that uh, she had that she had hoped it would be the gold standard. That was her evolution when Clinton did not say anything about mere hope in her speeches around the world in support of the trade deal. She roundly endorsed the deal that was taking shape. And again, when did she have the opportunity to look at the trade deal? Was she, was she allowed to look at it? Wasn't this between Congress and the White House? Didn't you have to go to a secret room? And if you, if you had exposed anything that was in that trade agreement, you risked being arrested? This is how secretive they wanted this deal? Well, Hillary uh, goes from roundly endorsing the deal to hoping that she could support the deal, to... Opportunities are out there. So you're evolving on the issue. 
No, I'm against it now, but we'll see whether there is any kind of... Yeah, let's light that up again. These are out there. So you're evolving on the issue? No, I'm against it now, but we'll see whether there is any kind of uh, significant changes. I mean, look, if... if, if <laughs> She's evolving. Isn't that special? <laughs> she, she's so decisive. Or she's so thoughtful. Oh, I can just imagine some of the deadhead media saying, look at how, look at how uh, uh, diplomatic she's being and how thoughtful she's being. Again, is this the kind of decisiveness we want in the White House? <laughs> look, nobody's necessarily a fan of the policies that Obama has provided this country. But give him credit. His decisions may be wrong, but he's decisive. <laughs> he believes in what he believes, and he gets his, uh, he's able, through no, having no opposition to stand up to him, no Republican opposition, he's able to get what he wants. I mean, that's a plus. And again, you know, as far as the policies that he's incorporated and the decisiveness based on his beliefs, and his beliefs are totally contrary to the Constitution, to our founding documents. And I'm sure we all just should, should be, uh, you know, grateful. We should all be, well, the bottom line is. Thank you for playing. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? Well, it's uh, something we just, again, if we had an education system that actually educated us about our founding, our founding principles, the founding documents, we would at least have something in context to weigh things out with in whatever period of time this country it was in, is in. It's all about looking at those founding documents and the wisdom that is provided in them in order to weigh out the times but an education system that doesn't teach it. And what is it producing? Well, it's producing people who are more socialist than Bernie Sanders. So uh, if we did have the education system, we wouldn't, as I've mentioned before, the money in politics would disappear because it would be a waste of money. If we had a highly informed we the people who did their own homework, who paid attention, but who first and foremost at a young age were educated at least about the basics of our country. Instead, what we, what we have is the if it feels good, do it back in the 60s, which has completely inculcated and infiltrated every aspect of American culture and the public sector, government, education, and you put out the politically correct beliefs. And if a kid at six years old starts to get this information and never gets any context to perhaps challenge that information all along his educational path, well, that's why you get youth of today who are more socialist than Bernie Sanders. All right, so let's get to... Uh, uh, we went through all of this, but that Sanders... <laughs> The Bernie Sanders education plan, it would be a $70 billion annual expense. That's where I left off yesterday before the show ended. 
and the government would pick up two-thirds of that. I mean, we're talking about $50 billion a year with no way to pay for it other than, well, what this administration has done since day one, since it's gotten into office. And that is at every moment's notice. Here's a tax. Here's a surcharge. Oh, we're going to do away with the Bush tax cuts and get it back to the Clinton because... Look at all the high tax rates we were during Clinton. Look at the boom that was happening. Well, it wasn't a result of the largest tax increase in the history of the world. It was a result of American ingenuity. In fact, that was the maybe this is what we'll look back on 100 years from now and say, yeah, there was a dot-com bubble, but that was the last period of entrepreneurial ingenuity where the synergy of wireless, computers, Internet, all came together. This is what's so sad about our education system. All along the way, as we as a country are, are leading the world in this technological advance, yet all of those discoveries are not being incorporated into our education system. Why? Because that's the mentality. Freeze frame moment in times and call them the perfect moment. So we have an education system that's 30 desks to a classroom 50 years ago, and it's the same way now. A little bit of technology here and there. But that's what happens when the focus isn't on the student. It's on the system. It's on the infrastructure. And when that infrastructure is dominated, dominated by a union mentality, well, <laughs> unions are groups of self-interest. In our education system, that's, for all practical purposes, sinful because it leaves our kids out of the mix when it comes to that. All right, so we've got uh, the, uh, as far as Hillary is concerned, and this is just not Bernie Sanders supporters, the young really don't like Hillary Clinton. She's the epitome. This is a couple of quotes. She's the epitome of the establishment and the corrupt politicians, and there are so many things to dislike about her. My number one issue is money in politics because we can't do anything about global warming. You can tell this is coming from a kid. <laughs> money in politics equals we can't solve global warming because there's money in politics. Well, that's the kind of simple-minded philosophies and the, the product that's being put out by our higher education system. Global warming, until we get the money out of the system, that's my single issue, and that's why I despise Hillary. She's the devil. Do you think this person is going to show up at the polls and vote for Hillary? As diehard of a Democrat as she might be? As diehard of liberal philosophies? Is she going to say, you know, there's a trade-off here. Okay, I don't like her, but she's at least going to carry the ball in some instances for me. No. This is the whole plug-your-nose vote that they're going to take for granted. This is really going to be interesting because, again, I, I just, as much as the Bernie Sanders, uh, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, this whole back and forth as this campaign unfolds, it's pretty obvious that Hillary will be the nominee. Here's another quote. He's a junior at college. It's easy to view her as someone who flip-flops on the issues. It just seems like she's moving farther to the left 
to pander to that demographic and not because she's authentically believes in that. Now, these are youngsters coming out and they get it. And this is the kind of, well, this is the kind of mentality that somehow, some way, the deadhead media will attempt to try and overcome. They'll attempt to try and talk these young people into saying, hey, what do you want? You want uh, the GOP, the racists and the bigots and, and all of those stereotypes that you've come to know and understand about the Republican Party? All right, we'll be right back for a couple more of these on the Tim Burns Show. This is NASCAR driver Kurt Busch. The fast lane isn't just for race car drivers anymore. Now there's a faster VA claims filing process for veterans. When you file an electronic fully developed claim or e-claim for disability compensation on e-benefits, you can get a faster decision than the standard process. Why wait? Visit ebenefits.va.gov today. E-claims, online VA claims made simple. A message from the Department of Veterans Affairs. Ranger Station. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting, as in Smokey Bear. Uh-huh. I was about to start up my ATV on a trail near a bunch of dry brush, and Ooh. Smokey told me that was dangerous because mm. one spark can start a wildfire. Did you know that 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans? No kidding. I'm a forest ranger. We never kid. Sorry. Kidding. Get your Smokey on. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Tim Burns for DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. Are you looking for an adoptable pet that's been rescued from abandonment or abuse? You know, there's a lot of different dogs out there. You can get a dog that goes from abandonment and abuse to a cage and then to you. That will never happen at DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. Why? Because they have a great rehabilitation system that helps the animal find who itself is. So I encourage you, anywhere on the front range, if you're looking for a dog, go to DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. All right, welcome back here. Finishing up on this quote from these college kids, and they're all across the country, and they've all been trained to think this way, and uh, they seem to be more liberal than even the candidates that are up in front and running for office in the Democratic Party. It's easy to view her as someone who flip-flops on the issues. It just seems like she's moving farther to the left to pander to that demographic and not because she's authentically believes in that. She just seems to be getting more liberal the more liberal her opponents get. I feel like I've parted from her a bit personally based on my ideology and the stances she's taken on things. I feel very up in the air right now. Well, this person actually, because they're very up in the air right now, they may go ahead and say it's more important to go ahead and plug my nose and to vote for someone who really isn't going to carry the ball of my beliefs. Baker, deeply concerned about climate change, cited the long time Clinton took 
to oppose the Keystone XL pipeline as one reason for her doubts. I used to be very, very committed to the Ready for Hillary movement, but now I'm kind of questioning who I'll vote for. The Bernie Sanders syndrome caters right into what these kids have been taught. From K through 12, mostly from 7 through 12, and then in college where she is right now. All right, let's, uh, let's get to, the, I, I wanted to make sure, because what was brought up in the debate about Denmark, and I just wanted to throw a couple of stats, because on the surface, oh, you can make Denmark look like it's the paradise of the world. Everything's paid for, everything's covered. As Denmark has no minimum wage legislation, the high wage floor has been attributed to the power of This is why Bernie Sanders loves Denmark. Can you guess? To the powers of trade unions. This is the guts of their economy, and it's why it costs so much. Denmark has a competitive company tax rate of 24.5%. Well, good for Denmark. That's lower than us. We're at a 35% corporate tax rate. So they got one up on us in that regard. And a special time-limited tax regime for expatriates. The Danish taxation system is broad-based. 25% value-added tax, VAT. You know, that's talked about by a couple of the candidates. I think Huckabee is on board with the value-added tax. And I believe it's 23%. Well, they have a 25%. So after you pay all the taxes in in uh, uh, Denmark... Whatever you buy out there, you're paying an extra 25, another 25%. In addition to excise taxes, income taxes, and other fees, the overall level of taxation, sum of all taxes as a percentage of GDP, is estimated to be 46%. That's from top to bottom on the entire economic scale, no matter how much you make. The largest taxes are the 25% value-added tax, Income tax, minimum tax rate for adults, minimum. If you make a low wage, and they say right here that, uh, uh, I believe that people who work in fast food places in Denmark make relatively about 20 bucks an hour in, in uh, comparison, in dollar comparisons. Uh, let's see here. What do we got again? 46% minimum. So you're barely making it and you pay 46, but you know what? That 46% is going right to the government. And then they're providing all of those government programs, free healthcare. The thing I pointed out is with this kind of a landscape, oh, it's, it looks great on the surface. Everybody's happy. Nobody's poor. Nobody's hurting. But what about the opportunity? What about ingenuity and inventiveness? Is that going on? I mentioned yesterday. They've been, for centuries, they've been developing wind power, going back to the traditional windmills and shipbuilding. Those two areas they seem to be really good at. But as far as the rest of their entire country, 
and whatever they're incorporating into upgrading infrastructure or or just the general flow of the progress of civilization in Denmark itself, I'm going to assume it's relatively stagnant. Hey, everybody's got everything. They got what they need. There was no, in Wikipedia, there was no pointing out about how long you have to wait, actually how the healthcare system works, if it's covering things that, uh, you know, like the Canadian system where you have to wait a couple of months just to get an appointment. So those are things I didn't get out of Wikipedia. I wonder why. The level of unemployment benefit. Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, the largest taxes. Let's see here. Uh, minimum tax rate for adults is 42%, scaling to over 60%. Now that doesn't include all of the fees and surcharges. And then after you get your over 60% tax and you're left with 40% or less, then there's, let's call it $100,000 and you've got $40,000 left. And 10,000 of that dollars, if you spend that entire 40,000, 10,000 of that is going, so you really have 30,000 out of your $100,000. But everything's paid for, isn't it grand? Other taxes include registration tax on private vehicles at the rate, at a rate of 180% on top of the value-added tax. Level of unemployment benefits is dependent on former employment. The maximum benefit is at 90% of the wage. There you go. Now, how motivating it are you? Motivated are you to go out and get a job if if you were making a hundred thousand dollars, and you're getting ninety thousand dollars in unemployment benefits? I'm sure there's some rules and regulations regarding that. And at times also on membership of an unemployment fund, which is almost always, but not need be, administered by a trade union. 77.8% of the population of Denmark are members of the, I just pointed, put this, because this just kind of stuck out, are members of the Church of Denmark. Now there is church and state together. The officially established church. Denmark spends 11.2% of its GDP on health care. This is up from 9.8% in 2007. So there's just a couple of facts. Again, he likes, Bernie Sanders likes Denmark's model because it incorporates the whole idea that trade unions run the show. Between trade unions and the government, where is entrepreneurial creativity? Where is capitalism? Where is, I've got a really good idea. Can I somehow find a way to get it funded? Yeah. Head to America. All right, some other news items here. We've got, uh, all right, we got through that stuff. Uh, let's do some economic. The claims, there's an article here, claims, somebody is claiming that the Fed is keeping interest rates down to protect Obama. Trump has said the economic bubble is about to burst. We've got, uh, well, here's, uh, here's some more news on the economic bubble because Walmart came out and had their lousiest, their lousiest 
heads up on what earnings were going to be going forward ever, or at least 15 years. Let's see where where that went. Um, oh, here's another one. Fed accused of inflaming markets and bluffing on the rates. Larry Fink, he's chief, chief executive of the world's largest asset management firm, BlackRock, warned on Wednesday that mixed messages from officials were contributing to the volatility and inflaming the markets. Here it is. Walmart. Shares dive 10% on profit warning. Walmart Inc. suffered its work, worst stock decline in more than 27 years after predicting a drop in annual profit, underscoring the giant retailer struggles to reignite growth. And then the headline right below it, which I just thought was really kind of funny. Consumer losing will to shop. The consumer's not going out there because they're just losing their will to shop. Yeah, it's just not motivated to go out there. In America, where Americans always have too much month at the end of the money, where Americans can't wait to spend the latest pay hike they got. Well, that used to be. There's no such thing as pay hikes. Consumer losing will to shop. No, the consumer and Walmart's numbers are going down. The shoppers, there's not as much money being spent. Why? Because there's no money to spend. Because every nickel and dime is going to pay for something else and not going to an individual family's pursuit of their own American dream. Disappointing retail sales bring the strength of the U.S. consumer into question. But there is evidence to support a more positive view, too. The strong jobs market. I don't know who wrote this article and where, which outlet it came from. It seems to be a pretty liberal outlet who would make that, well, who would basically mimic the administration's, their uh, summary that we're having a nominal recovery. There is no recovery going on in this country. And if there is, At every moment, it's another chance for this administration and all the different government entities out there to create another tax, another fee, and another surcharge. The strong jobs market and small business plans for pay rises suggest that workers will have more cash in their pockets. That suggests that workers will have more so they're, they've got a couple of premises that there's a job, a strong jobs market, which there is not, and that small business is going to go out there and start hiring or at least taking the people that, all, that work for them now and increasing their pay raises. Well, any increase, depending on how big a particular company is, remember, all of Obamacare has not been implemented yet. Those companies that have had the opportunity to delay incorporating the full brunt of Obamacare, those companies between 50 and 100 and those companies with 100 or more employees, the deferment because they did not want to hurt the electoral, the election chances of many Democrats across the board, and specifically the number one election in 2012, 
The whole delay of Obamacare was for one reason, because the impact of companies that what they would have had to do across their employers, uh, employees. So what did we see? We saw the conversion of full-time to part-time just so they could keep them on board. Well, the next step, if those had been incorporated back then, they couldn't have, they would have had to cut. They would have had to fire people. All right, so, oh, and then one last one here. This is pretty good because we are at, if this thing will just pop up for me, is we are at 107%. And the one, the one, uh, oh, here it is. Finally popped up after. One of these plugins just won't function properly. As of the close of business day on Tuesday, I wanted to bring this up because the total debt they've got here at 18 million, $18 trillion, and it's $57,000 per household increase, not total, increase under Obama. As of the close of business day, the total debt of the federal government was $18,150,000,000,000 and change. Of this, and they're breaking down the difference between private sector, I mean, governmental, intergovernmental debt, and the debt that's held by the public. And so we don't need to know that too much. I'll go through this article. But the, they're reporting $18 trillion. Why? Because that's the only number they have to work with. It was $18 trillion, this exact same number, back in March of 2015. The clock has been stopped for this whole time until Jack Lew and the Treasury Department can figure out another batch of accounting tricks. No, they're all waiting for this. And that was another headline that came out. November 3rd, apparently, is the next debt ceiling due date. When, of course, America will collapse if we don't raise the debt ceiling, if we don't cover all of these spending. Well, the spending clock, if you want to look at it that way, because that's what it is. We have record tax revenues coming in, and yet we're still running deficits because we outspend all of these record revenues of taxes coming in. The only reason they're record taxes is because how overtaxed we are at every level we are, that, we're, that any income can be generated, it's taxed. They say that this is likely, this 18, I mean, we've all seen pictures of that debt clock, haven't we? <laughs> it just goes up and up and up. Well, it's been dead stopped for six, plus, six months now. And you know what's going to happen? When they reopen, when they restart that clock, it's just going to jump ahead to at least, because we already had a trillion-dollar one, it's going to be way over $20 trillion. All right, we'll be right back on The Tim Burns Show. Tim Burns for Nominal Exhibit Services. The convention business is big business. Why? Because big business is done at these conventions. 20%, 40 half the business for the entire year can be done at these conventions. If it's time for your company to step up and you just don't know where to start, I encourage you to call Nominal Exhibit Services. Not one company does it all, but one company takes care of all the logistics, and that's Nominal Exhibit Services. Call them at 303-901-9090. Struggle 
Obama was uh, in front of the press today uh, because of this new new plan, I guess, regarding Afghanistan. Now, we know what he wanted to do. He wanted to do the same thing he did in, in Afghanistan, I mean in Iraq. He wanted to pull it all out. That was his campaign promise. Remember, Obama's focus is always on his campaign promises, no matter what the realities are of the actual implementations of the decisions he makes. The one bottom line is, I made a promise, and I'm going to stick to my promise. I don't care what the outcomes are. We know what the outcome is with the abandonment of Iraq. We know that vacuum that's been created. And who just filled that vacuum? Well, it's a new coalition. And who's the leader of that coalition? It's not the United States. It's Russia. And who does Russia have as their coalition partners? Well, they've got the Iranian troops. I'm sure the Republican Guard has some special consultants in there helping. And as I told you yesterday, a brand new coalition partner just joined them. Yes, Cuba sent some of their highly skilled military tactics, uh, special forces. Now, I'm sure they couldn't afford it. I have an article here talking about how many Cubans are coming over to this country because they get instant benefits and they only make $7 a month. So we know that Cuba did not pay. I'm sure Vlad called them up and said, hey, you guys want to participate over here in Syria? Your Cuban special forces want to come? Yeah, well, we don't have any money, Vlad. How are we supposed to do that? Oh, we'll pay for it. Okay, well, if you pay for their expenses and their trip over there and you pad our pockets a little, we'll send you some Cuban forces. So we have we have a coalition over there fighting against ISIS, don't we? No, they're not fighting against ISIS. In fact, they're killing to the tune of 150 so far anti-Assad rebels. Throw occasional bomb over there on ISIS-related stuff. Pretend to the world that you're actually fighting ISIS, but we all know. So here we go with the next leg of campaign promises regarding getting us out of war. Our combat mission in Afghanistan, this was Obama today, our combat mission in Afghanistan is over. Now you know he wants to pull them all out. But here came an article calling his decision to keep a 9,800-strong U.S. force... He's not abandoning right now. Why? He has no choice. And why would he abandon? I mean, is, I don't even know if he's actually thoughtful enough to understand. But I can promise you one thing. Somebody's got their eyes wide open on Obama's decision to keep 98 or 9,800 or to put it down at zero. And that's Vladimir Putin. Here's an opportunity for Vlad if... if only Obama would just abandon it like he did Iraq. Here's an opportunity for Putin from the entire girth of the Mideast to have a footprint in it. And if you don't think, if we abandon Afghanistan, it will be nothing, no time whatsoever before 
even with the Soviet history in Afghanistan, well, it's a different ball game. Even with all of that history, it'll be the day after tomorrow when Obama makes the decision to take all the troops out, our troops out of Afghanistan. Vladimir Putin will be right in there and he'll have coverage, a footprint from east to west in the whole Mideast territory. And this is what you get when you create those vacuums, when you step away from being what America, I promise you, if we had not abandoned Iraq, Vladimir Putin would not be in Syria. He would not, hey, it's easy to, to send your military force from a Russian point of view when all you have to do is watch out for drones flying in your way or an occasional bomb here and there. And it didn't take long for Vladimir Putin to lay down some heavy-duty bombs in strategic areas that he wants to, uh, well, he wants to make sure that his spending partner there, Assad, keeps spending the money, keeps supporting. And they say, how can Vladimir, didn't uh, Obama say, how can that, that economy in Russia support? This military venture, well, if Obama was betting on that, well, then he bet wrong, which he usually does. Our combat mission is over. Even though they're leaving 9,800, we plan to leave 9,800 now up until the time where we can leave just 5,500. Now, what, what is that going to be? 5,500 in that entire landscape? We saw what happened. Well, here's some more news coming out of Russia. Russia Russian forces show might in Syria and West takes This is the headline. And West takes notice. <laughs> oh, wow. Gee, we've be, uh, been made aware. We're keeping our eye on you, Vladimir. We're taking notice. Remember all the idle threats we've, we've given you day after day. Remember that serious guy with all of the clout? Yeah, John Kerry. Remember his wishy-washy talks with you? Two weeks of air and missile strikes in Syria have given Western intelligence and military officials a deeper appreciation of the transformation. Wow, isn't that great? No concern whatsoever, just a deep appreciation. What, are they in awe? Are they in awe of how Russia has moved in? Well, we know Obama's not jealous of it. <laughs> He's not doing anything to say, hey, well, hold it. You think you're awesome? We'll show you what awesome is. Just like I said, my game plan is you send a delegation over to Iraq. You say we made a huge mistake by abandoning you. We want to shake your hand. We want to offer you our assistance once again. And with your approval, put it to a vote in your hopefully still existing primitive constitutional republic. We know it's about to fall by the wayside since Obama abandoned you. But we will let you make the decision. If you choose to want us to come back, we will come back. We will occupy that military base and we will show the world the might and the force and the, the light-footedness. We will float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. In three days, we will move troops, 
25,000 to 30,000 troops back to that base. We will move all of the equipment. The world, including Iran, will see the might, the show of force, and then we will take and cover and have your back once again and make sure this seed of freedom, this opportunity to fast forward 13 centuries in this area of the world, we will make sure that you get that opportunity for your seed of freedom to grow. And as I said before, who knows if they can make a transition, if they can come out of 13 century old church state politics, if they can overcome some of, well, some of the primitiveness that Sharia law offers. I don't know if they could overcome, I don't know if they could overcome that, but it's well worth the try and the effort to see if they can overcome, if, if they can't, if Sharia law is going to get its foothold and even to more of an extreme than it is now, well, at some point, this part of the world will confront the rest of the world, period, end of story. And so that's what I would do. And that would also make Russia open their eyes, Iran open their eyes, the entire neighborhood of that area open their eyes. I've always said, give it a chance to grow, to go through their ups and downs, and all of a sudden word will get out, wow, this freedom is good stuff. And then it'll be passed on. It'll go out to relatives and neighbors, to different countries in that area. Look at the freedom they're experiencing. We want that too. That's what ISIS is fighting. They don't want that seed of freedom whatsoever. The biggest thing ISIS pulled off was watching Obama abandon Iraq. All right, everybody, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. TimBurnShow.com is the website. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.